But what I love about this is I think you got to be true to yourself. Yeah. And, 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 and the bottom line is you, when you are true to yourself, you only reap the reward as a leader later on. It's like a vintage getting better and better and better. Hi, and welcome to the Leadership Now series with Nick Vujicic and Christine Grimm, ARIA Consulting, 23 years of executive coaching, and I'm humbled that she is my coach. I could not lead without the sound coaching from Christine. I'm so glad, Chris, that we get to coach everyone watching. Tell us what we're going to be experiencing here on this series. Yeah, we're going to coach you uh, around leadership, around real challenges, how to navigate the challenges that you have right now, and, and how to feel good about it. I'm so excited, Chris, you're going to be sharing with us also your pool of CEOs that can bring in and chime in some principles from their experience as well. Thank you for joining us here on the Leadership Now series is today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Leadership Now series with Christine Grimm from ARIA Consulting and myself, Nick Vujicic, co-hosts of this weekly episode series of, of leadership, helping you to lead yourself, your family, but especially your corporation, your team, um, your, your whole vision of what you wanted to do in your professional life, I'm sure has been sideswiped on some kind of level with the 2020 glare, the 2020 curveball, the 2020 numbness, the 2020 wave after wave after wave. And we are here to try and help you change your sales as best as you can so that you can continue to sail onward my friends we love you where wherever you're at whichever company you're at and the challenges that you're facing we myself and christine are here to encourage you inspire you and to equip you to empower you to lead you and your team with greatness um and and in this sobering 2020 uh, there's a lot that I'm sure that we will always look back on 2020 and say, oh, yeah, I learned that, too. I learned that, too. I learned that, too. I think it's one of the most experiential, educational years of the world. And I am honored and blessed to have Christine as my own coach. A lot of people say, what do you mean, Nick, you have a coach? I'm like, yeah, I'm a motivational speaker and I'm a CEO and we have some employees. But, man, you know, all of us need someone to cheer us on and help us see what we don't see from the inside. Someone from the outside who has extremely um, amazing experience of, of helping companies uh, change their perspective on challenges, evolve, pivot. I think uh, that's happened pre-2020 for Christine's um, clients, up to Fortune 50 companies. Um, big, big companies. She's on the phone with them all the time. But 2020 isn't a pivot. 2020 isn't an evolution. 2020 is simply a reset. And I even said to my own team and board just this week, this is not a pivot. This is just honestly to be, to be uh, abrupt in the way that we're doing methodology because of 2020, we're a startup again. Right? It's a reset. Um, and for, for someone to say that they've been leading an organization for 15 years and saying, we're in a startup, that's uh, where we're all at. And so in your reset, we want to help you reset well. And, and pre-call uh, that I had with, with Christine about this episode, we're really excited about 
this very powerful word um, about authenticity between you and your own team. Um, and I think we touch on it in some kind of way, shape or form where, you know, we don't want the leadership to pretend that we know what's ahead or pretend that we can predict correctly what to expect. But this level of authenticity is a whole other deep dive as we talk about team members and our team as a whole, not just being transparent, but being authentic and knowing those healthy parameters and understanding that, yeah, a lot of us are not at our best. And so we need grace. We need mercy at times. We, we've talked about that too. But Christine, thank you for doing this leadership series to help people all around the world. Thank you for joining us once again this week. And Christine, would you set us up with the preface of what we're getting into a little bit deeper? Sure. Thank you for having me as always. Hi, everybody. Uh, this is, I don't know how, what number episode this is, but wow, it's been a awesome wild ride in 2020. And I have a little challenge for us uh, that I didn't say to Nick uh, in our pre-call. So big surprise here, Nick, that we are six weeks away to the end of 2020. Six weeks. What? I know. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I want to, I want to put out a challenge right now that we are going to end 2020 strong. So we can call this a sprint. That's the way I'm thinking about it. I, I'm going to right now invite all of you to join me and all my clients and Nick being one of those to sprint the next six weeks to the end of 2020, uh, trying to be our best, trying to set ourselves up for uh, a great 2021. A lot of people are afraid. A lot of people are going back to lockdown everywhere. We got all kinds of crazy going on. Uh, so it's really easy to get restuck and worried uh, and mad uh, or any of those things. So I'm going to say let's let's finish this year strong. Let's get through the next six weeks together. And one of those things that's critically important was our topic for today uh, is our topic for today, which is kind of leaning into authenticity. And I wanted to share some tools. I told Nick to kind of get past the shallow version of that word and the concept and share some tools on how you can do that in the workplace in particular without being a, a downer. And so I want to talk a little bit about that because one of the things that's happened, I think, in 2020 is that people feel like if I'm completely authentic, it's going to be a downer because there's so much angst and fear, et cetera, that what I find people doing in our coaching is that they're either like super whacked out and, and so they can't help but be authentic and vulnerable because they're just in such a bad place. Um, or they're trying to pretend like everything's okay and find a way to put their mask back on, <laughs> the mask that we wore before 2020, before our worlds got rocked. Um, and so by putting that on and at trying to act like everything's fine and we're going to get back to normal, et cetera, it creates this weird inauthenticity, but it also makes it really difficult for people to other people to be authentic, right? It doesn't create that space. And I know we've talked about psychological safety. I don't necessarily think we need to go there completely today. I want to, but I want to focus on authenticity. And Nick, I think it's a topic that you can share because you generally are a very authentic, uh, authentic person. I mean, you can't fake some things, can you? 
what you look what you see is what you get with me got nothing up my sleeves and i have no problem telling you what i think it's just sometimes on the leadership level you want to be able to you know from a coo down to employees or a ceo or board level to a coo um, allowing them to do what they think is best if they are delegated what they got to be delegated with um, there there are some some things that sometimes we may disagree on and and you must let them go and drive as such and sometimes you voice your opinion and it's good to be voiced you don't double it you don't triple it you 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 say what you say you always are transparent with what you think may or may not be so good but you never micromanage but you all the way through that you must allow this this trust of authenticity um, of real transparency and and I feel in 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 one of the greatest things that has always paid off is authentic encouragement. You you may not be able to to agree on many things. Um, you might only agree on some kind of things or or some strategic uh, plan or some tactics. But one thing that you always have to be authentic on is appreciation and encouragement and affirmation. Uh, but that doesn't mean that that eventually you need to pull back the reins and say, so let's let's see where did we go? What did we do? What was really well done? What was really terribly done? Um, and and unfortunately, when when some leaders don't do that at, at the right healthy time, which look, I'm still a young guy. I'm 37 years old. OK, um, sometimes we you know, you've said it to me before. I'd rather. I'd rather, Nick, you not hold the grudge and you share with people what you're really thinking, what you're really feeling. And sometimes there are things that you may have to address that's awkward. Sometimes it's confrontational. Sometimes it's passive aggressive for a little bit and seeing if they get the signs. And it, it, it's, 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 it's not a formula um, in how, you know, oh, here's the package. This is how you lead your team perfectly. Um, but it's more of understanding that the foundation of a strong team is first to me an authentic appreciation of every team member, deliberate intentional encouragement, and and encouraging them to keep on being better. Who doesn't want everyone to be at their best? Who doesn't want everyone to continue to up their skill and capacity? Because then we all win. So I think if you ask me, where would I start first with authenticity? before a tactic or an operational or a fundamental um, plan, it's more of the fundamentals of the dynamic and the chemistry of the unity of the transparent authenticity of encouragement and unity in this that, that I'm thankful for. We, we've had a lot of that over the years. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden, I, I wanna look up the word authentic. That's a good, that's a good, yeah, that's a great idea in just the last few seconds i was listening to you everybody i, I swear i was um <laughs> i think we should look it up um authentic the definition here we go of undisputed origin completely genuine hmm. let me just look at webster and see if they say something different I love that. Completely genuine. Completely. Worthy of acceptance or belief. 
Interesting. Based on fact, conforming to the original. Wow. Made or done the same way as the original. Um, <laughs> so that's beautiful. Uh, I want to I wanted to share something with you that Nick, you and I have talked about before, but maybe never this way before. So very early in my life, and I shared with you, Nick, on one of our podcasts when you interviewed me, that you know, part of my superpower, has always been from a very young age, seeing through BS. That did not bode well for me as a child. I want everybody to know that. Like as a kid, when you see through adults, <laughs> when you know in your heart when people are being inauthentic mm. and you can feel when people are lying, and by the way, I'm not the only person with the superpower. There's a whole bunch of you right now who are going, uh-huh, I can do that. And you know what? You can, <laughs> because we were made, our original blueprint is pure. And so when things are distorted around us and people and things are not pure, we can feel it. But we have been programmed specifically at work. I want to talk about work today, leadership. Um, and I spend a lot of time coaching leaders. So anybody who wants to argue with me about this, bring that because I spend all day, every day talking about this stuff with people. And what I find is that in work, you know, we're kind of programmed and have been for a really long time uh, to come to work and not bring your whole self. Right, that being at work, we have to look and feel a certain way. Now that is, it's different for each business, right? But if you just think about even customer service training in the most traditional sense of the word, right? You're not trained to be yourself. <laughs> You're trained to follow a process to interact with the customer according to policy. And I'm not saying that's wrong, everybody. I am saying that what it's done over time is that in most businesses, specifically up until like this year, um, most people went to work and they weren't their whole self. They were a different version of themselves. Oftentimes we call that putting on a mask or in some way modifying our behavior so that the home version of us, the part that we show to our family and friends, well, oftentimes we were like, well, we can't bring that person to work, right? So leaders, you know, we have protocol. By the way, I helped create some of this stuff. Uh, ground rules and protocol like our team's going to behave this way and here might be your style take a disc assessment and i need you to flex it to be on this team right so by the way what that means is that what we're really telling each other sometimes is like authentic might not work here you might need to be something else and so another way for us to do this maybe better now is to understand a few things and admit it to yourself and really digest what I'm about to say, right? So hashtag thanks Corona 2020 has changed the way we're all working for most people have been impacted in some way. Doesn't mean you're working from home, but even the people who aren't working from home, we've got everything from masks to protocols to wherever we are, we have something. Um, that change in a lot of ways 
has forced us to change the way we're working with each other. And it's changed for many of us kind of how we see ourselves. And we've spent a lot of time on leadership now talking about that, right? Like leading in a new way, leading in, leading your team in a different way, planning a different way, reset, reboot, you used all of that. So I wanna bring this into the authenticity conversation by saying, you can't not be your whole self right now. You can try, but because of what's going on around us, people's nerves are afraid. <laughs> And there's been so much change and so much BS in the media and so much like questioning what's real that we're also like heightened, our antennas are up. And so BS of any sort, inauthenticity of any kind is now more apparent to everyone. So it's great, it's kind of a gift, right? Because we're setting the stage now for more authentic interactions with each other. The bad news is for people who wanna, they've been trying to put that mask on, they've been trying to live the old way and keep those masks on, it's not, it's not really working and it won't work because most of us are intolerant. So Nick, what I was hoping we could talk about is like, what does it look and feel like for leaders to be authentic, even when sometimes you can't tell everybody everything? When you do still want your business to look and feel a certain way, right? Like I want, you and I were talking about, well, here's what it should look like when we're dealing with our donors. Here's what it should look like when we're dealing with blah, 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 right? Okay, well, how do we let, let our people be authentic and still align with our company's values and the way we want our workplace to look and feel? I think that's a critical question, everybody. Like, how do we let the humans be authentic? How do we ourselves, first of all, be authentic in environments where historically authenticity has not really been what we've incentivized? Whew, throw that ball to you. No, I love it. I mean, I also come from the paradigm shift of, of caregivers around me. Okay, mm -hmm. like talk about needing authentic, transparent confidence, you know, confidence uh, in, in that friendship and trustworthiness uh, and loyalty, even in that, uh, you know, within a month or two, just because of that deep personal, uh, how would you say, engagement of a working relationship on that whole other level, you know really quick within a couple of weeks how long they're going to last. And it's not necessarily them. It's also you based on you knowing what you need and you knowing real quick, that's a job you can't not be authentic in. I can't not be authentic in. Well, yeah, they're with you like four hours a day. Exactly. And so like you, you just so that to me was interesting where the the average turnover if you will right is about a year or two and and most of that though wasn't really authentic it was because we employed people between ages 20 and 30 or 20 and yeah 20 and 30 on average okay and those people in their seasons of life actually a lot of people asked if they could leave instead of me firing them if i was firing them that would have happened very early on in the relationship because if that's there then it's there What's interesting is the turnover rate on other organizations could be more like three to five years. 
depends how depends what organization you're in depends how you're leading depends how the big team is there's a lot of variables here but what i love about this is i think you got to be true to yourself yeah and 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 the bottom line is you when you are true to yourself you only reap the reward as a leader later on it's like a vintage getting better and better and better because eventually oh i've got one two three four employees now that's been with me for 16 12 10 eight years now and you know that you got authenticity you know you got that friendship you know you got that value because you know it's the values it's values and personality and skill and and the attitude of learning and growing if if your employees have that with you you don't have to believe everything they believe but those values are important an attitude to learn and grow are important an attitude of friendship and love and encouragement are important and 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 the evolution of changing seats and all that when when you're got a winning team you know there's going to be some transitions there's going to be some ups and downs but i think it really comes down to you being true with yourself and how long can i ignore that mm. how long can i suppress that how long can i tolerate that and you know what the line is at the end of that results if you're not aligned with my values and I don't agree with what you're doing or how you're doing something, guess what they say? Time will tell. And facts then are there where you can then genuinely come and say, look, here are some facts. Here are some facts. And then, you know, next time around, if that means someone's going and leaving the next time around, you, you're like, man. Christine, you know this time and time again. How many leaders have a gut feeling and they didn't go on it? Or they go on their gut feeling, but then something changed. But no, no, no. I still love them. I have an authenticity, you know, with, with them. But you've got to, it's, it's complicated to lead a team. It's complicated to hire. It's complicated to fire. It's complicated with all of these things. But when it gets mush, then the way I can only go is to results. Let, let's uh, dig into something you just said, because it's there, there are a few things that are worthy of some um, deep diving. But one of them, I want to make sure that today, in particular, we talk about it, right? Like, when you and I talk about being true to yourself and being authentic, what I mean by that, so I want to make sure we're saying the same thing. Like, what I mean by that is, um, you know, all of us go through life and we get in situations with people where something tells us that we can't say something or do something. And so to me, being authentic and true to myself means that in those moments when I know what I'm about to share do, say, decision I'm going to make, whatever that is, is potentially going to be unpopular <laughs> with the people around me. And sometimes, by the way, that's not overt. It doesn't mean like that everybody's going to look at me funny. It, it means that after the meeting, somebody might throw me under the bus. It means that after
after the meeting, because oftentimes people won't actually confront you when they don't like your authenticity. And by the way, if people don't know this, I'm super direct. Like I am, um, I, I try to be, I try to model what I teach people. So unfortunately for a lot of people that is uncomfortable because if I'm in an environment and Nick knows this about me, like if I'm in an environment where the team and the leader are used to being inauthentic, they are used to preventing behavior. They are used to not withholding information and not saying things. They're used to rejecting parts of themselves for the sake of an image or something, right? So when that's going on, um, and then you have someone who's not gonna play that game, right? Like I'm usually playing the authentic game. And so, you know, I am often in, in moments where if I have permission in particular, I kind of call a timeout and call the inauthenticity that's happening out so that we can bring more goodness and authenticity in the room. Not popular all the time, feels bad to some people, specifically if they don't know how to be true to themselves or authentic. So I wanna come back to that. And so for everybody listening and watching, I really want you, when you have some time to reflect on, you know, what are the situations? Who are the people? What are the places historically, maybe even now, where you for some reason can't be your whole self? like a feeling comes up or you're, or, and so you reject it, right? You repress it. You don't say it, you withhold information and you should on a fairly regular basis, kind of assess that. And to Nick's point, the goal here is to be true to yourself as much as possible. And so I love your caregiver thing, Nick, because it's such an extreme example. And when I say extreme, because, well, I don't have caregivers and I can't even imagine what it's like. I can't imagine what it's like to have somebody have to brush my teeth for me. It's always been something about you that I'm, I'm always admired because I'm like, how does he even navigate that every day? You, you are so authentic and vulnerable that even you hiring new caregivers to me, sometimes I'm like, oh, that should be a documentary. Like, yeah, I don't- a Good idea. It's, there's a lot in that one. I don't even know. That's a lot in that one to find people you can be that open and authentic with. Right. And you said it takes time, but I'm like, well, okay, but I don't even know. Like, I know you know. And it comes back to like, well, you know why you know? Because you actually are good at being your true self. And if you can't be your true self, then I guess you know. I don't know. Uh, like, what, what is your wisdom there for other people? to apply in the situations where they continuously start to realize they're rejecting parts of themselves. It's amazing. Um, I think it's being um, intentionally pausing and gauging yourself. I think um, I'm getting better at gauging myself. Um, even this fall of 2020, I know when I'm redlining, I know when my breath is warm because my blood pressure is going up a little bit because there's something that I'm, I, I just haven't allowed myself to have say a vacation. And so I preempt that for my own mental health, because if I'm not healthy mentally, I'm no good to anybody. Same thing with the gauge of my kids. And there are times where my kids were, 
they'll, they'll only remember the good times, not the not the bad times. They look at me like I'm their hero. And I'm looking at them thinking, man, I feel like I failed you because daddy's been so busy for the last three months. But don't worry, kids. I'm already thinking of 2021. Daddy ain't going on the road anymore. So then sacrificially, I'm thinking it's okay that I'm not really with them day by day. But I'm gauging them right now. I feel like I'm starting a, a brand new company, which I am. And when you're starting a brand new company, you're working your butt off. When you're talking about your needs, though, caregiver, your needs just to function, it's a whole new level. It's actually, it was a curveball for me um, uh, this year, Christine, where I, I had experienced, I remember, I told you, March, April, you saw me go through it. I've been through some depression and anxiety in the first quarter of, 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 of 2020. The third quarter of 2020, Nick went through some little anger. I went through some anger. And, and it's only because I didn't, um, if it's people, Chris, it's always like, well, I can't really, it's like if I need my arms and legs to do 150 things and they fail 75 exactly the way they, they should have done it, I'm only going to choose three or four things because if I now come at them and say, no, that was wrong, that was wrong, that was wrong, that was wrong, that was wrong. For our hearts are knit. For as long as there's trust, for as long as there's a learning um, attitude and saying, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm meant for this job. I'm going to do all that I can. He's going to give me maybe five or six corrections a day. And eventually, guess what? 75 things are going to be corrected. And eventually he's going to work for me for a very long time until he needs to go. And so it's gauging what you do need, what's crucial and what's essential compared to what's secondary. And that's a prioritization thing. It's a very different paradigm to really compare apples to apples. But there are some things in our team where I knew it needed correcting. I knew time would tell, but it wasn't the highest priority right now. And the highest priority was something else. But the, the bottom line is, the disability that I've had to answer your question directly was the fear of disappointing people. Totally. You know what I love when you say stuff like that? Because right before you say it, I go, well, yeah, you have no arms and legs. And then you never say that as the disability. So it just cracks me up. Um, it makes me realize how flawed my thinking is. But, you know, as a speaker, the only thing I have is reputation. Right. Take that away, it's done. And, and the, the moment that I'm not myself, Nick pays for it later. Um, and, and to be authentic, authentic, and that's an operational thing, that's a reputation thing, that's an influential thing, it, but it's Nick, it's, it's how he's being created. It's how he's being designed. Who's going to listen to some, I mean, it, I mean, visually it's like, if you're smiling and I'm smiling in a grocery store, they're going to see my smile before yours. And if we talk about never giving up, they're going to listen to me more than you. That's right. Why? Because they can see already a visual of how the heck did he get through that? Thus a more responsibility on my shoulders to make sure that I'm authentic, that I never have an affair with my wife, that I never cheat money because money is more priority than changing the world. And so those are the values that are based. And that in the superhero understanding is 
to be authentic on stage with reputation is influence. Oh, cheers to that. I don't even know what to say. Um, somebody put that on repeat. Like this is gold. And look, this is a lesson that's a hard one for people to learn. And for those of us who have been operating, pretending like we have no disabilities or weaknesses, I'm gonna say that again. For those of us who have been literally walking around as if we have no disability or weakness, which is the majority of us, right? This year has been hard because many people felt metaphorically disabled because they weren't able to operate the way they were operating before, right? So Nick, you and I had our own versions of that, but I wanna take it to our lesson here for leaders, right? Part of the beauty of this, what we're saying is that, first of all, just be you. And the tool I wanna add on to what we're saying here is for the workplace to be a healthy place for people to be authentic, and bring their full self means that we can be ourselves unapologetically and at the same time like not expect the whole place to always and the people around us to fix our issues to believe it and agree with us like you're saying like that's not actually what authenticity is for Right, authenticity is the foundation of the deepest level of trust and respect. And so I wanna say to everybody something that's a little mechanical, but it might help, is that in those moments now when you're trying to be more, more authentic with people, whatever that looks like for you, one way is to first of all, not apologize for it, right? I feel like crap today and you don't follow it up with I'm sorry. Like, you don't need to apologize for being yourself. But what you do need to do is first of all, be okay with saying that out loud and not expect everybody else to stop doing what they gotta do. And a team I'm working with, uh, one of the things that they just took on, which I think is really interesting, especially in this Zoom world that we got, um, is that they started doing pulse checks with everybody at the beginning of the meeting, but they don't take a lot of time. It's not a therapy session. It's not like, a, like I'm gonna fix you. It's more of just, let's just take a pulse check really quick, go around the Zoom and everybody give like a thumbs up because you feel okay today. And eh, I'm not feeling that great or I feel like crap. They just do it so they know, right? So the leader knows, okay, where is everybody? They don't stop the meeting for it. So after they do that round table of authentic pulse checking, the leader now knows, okay, if I had three people on my team of nine who gave me thumbs down after this meeting, I'm probably gonna do a one-on-one -on -one check in with them. What up? How are you? What's going on? And when you establish a culture where being authentic is okay, but we don't have to fix each other, right? Mm -hmm. Then, First of all, people can relax because they don't have to fake it. I'm fine. You're not fine, dude. Uh, you know, whatever was happening that what we thought was gonna be the right way to function, we don't have to do that anymore. Like you don't have to reject yourself. You can bring yourself and you can be that, right? 
the team can still roll, but now you as a leader, think about the control you have over the quality of decisions that your team's making, right? So Nick, think about that. You just did a team meeting. We just did a thumbs up, thumb sideways, thumbs down. Everybody's had a chance to pulse check. You look at what's happening and you're like, hmm, now I'm gonna be strategic because I'm going, lots of people on my team, lots of sideways thumbs. Might not actually be your best decision-making day for the team, or it might be because everybody showed up and they feel heard. And you allow language, and this is for some people's gonna feel really wonky, but I'm gonna say it to all of you, it's time for this to happen, it's happening, welcome to the world. Part of also being authentic is saying, I feel like crap today, and I can't wait to get into this conversation about the business because I kind of need this right now. And if your people start to see that they're and, there's no buts in between, right? It's an and. <laughs> so you can feel how you feel. I feel great. I feel like crap. I feel frustrated. I'm angry as hell. Like I just got off a customer call that has me flustered. And let's get into this. Think about if everybody just learned how to do that. Think about how productive we would be. I love that. This is amazing because I'm going to do this. The beginning of every year, everyone does this, you know, New Year's resolutions. And then there's this subconscious conscious can that we have in our head, in our brain of the things that I know I need to improve. What you're talking about here is not an improvement can item. It's a disability. Yeah. Well, look, Nick, I just said this. We could do a whole thing on this. I love it. I, I honestly believe... I, re I really, really believe this. I think that part of, and I'm not saying this everybody about diversity and inclusion and all of those things, which I'm a, I, a huge fan. We, we need to fix our, our systemic issues around the way we include people of all genders, sex, type, color, smart, dumb, I don't care. Like we need to fix it. We're not good at it. Um, we need to be better. And part of what I believe about this like disability thing, Nick, is that people aren't good at admitting that we all have flaws. We all have something we're bad at. I'm terrible at math. Let's just talk about it. Like horrible. Um, I've not been good at it since about the seventh or eighth grade. Like, so it's a weakness for me. I'm insecure about it. So in running my business, I don't pay enough attention to the numbers and the, the business stuff because I'm not, I'm not fluid in the language. That's, I have to own that. Does it make me a bad coach? No. Could I be a better coach if I was better at that? Maybe, but okay, it, it is, like it exists. And this is where everybody needs to learn how to just be okay with what is. Drop the mic, that's it. <laughs> and there, that, it's such a great point. There's nobody better than you to bring this message. So I'm excited and you know, I'm gonna give you a little plug right now. If people haven't been attending your live encouragement sessions that you're doing, uh, I know you do it on Facebook Live or YouTube. I've done YouTube and Instagram and uh, Facebook. Look, it's the coolest thing. You guys, if you haven't checked it out, uh, I follow Nick 
<clears throat> and so when I got a notification that he was live and one day I had some time through and yeah, it was great. And you know, if we can infuse more of these concepts and right now I'm doing this with everybody. So if you think this is a bad idea, put it in the comments, tell us like this is a good or bad idea. But I really think that sometimes we save our most substantive so, you know, conversations, deep dives, if you will, in these podcasts, but we're not interacting with people. So if there's a way as we move forward and, you know, Nick, to interact with people, I think that we should start doing that. Like 2021 maybe is the year of interaction where we get some live helping people. 100%. No, I'm really looking forward to it. Look, I'm really excited, Chris, where, you know, there are more companies, small and medium and large companies understanding the power of tuning in motivational coaching and inspirational messaging into their teams through a webinar. And what we're actually seeing now more and more are companies actually realizing the money that they used to be spending on having Nick get on a plane, go on stage and do what they're doing for an experiential thing or an annual or semi-annual conference. They're like, why don't we actually see with Nick and his team, Nick and Chris, give them some, you know, three to six months with separate departments and actually point out and define Nick and Chris, please move the needle with this, this, and this. Because what's interesting, just like you said, some things in the world are systemic. So are these mental health and disabled mentality in corporations, not individuals, not a three out of nine, like an eight out of nine. The whole department needs a whole you know, remake. The, 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 it need, they need a reset in, in their verbiage. They need a reset with their goals. All the series that we've been doing topically. So what excites me is that we're able to now deep dive you and me into companies and departments of companies. And, and, and instead of Nick, you know, trying to motivate people, um, that we get down exactly, okay, Nick and Chris, you've got these three departments. These are the three weaknesses. These are the three strengths. We want to move this, this, and this. Done. Um, and, and to be able to get straight to them, I, I don't want any leaders to make excuses mm. right now. You, you've heard us for, I don't know, 40 minutes, 35 minutes, you know, what you got to do, you know, the conversations you got to have. And you're like, but you, you feel like, a, how am I going to do this? You know, well, we want to help you. So if you want to know more about that, uh, reach us at Aria Consulting on nickvoichich.com. We're doing this now for companies. And yeah, I'm, I, I'm in full agreement with you, Chris, um, you know, going live and interacting with people and, and, and really seeing 2021 explode. Look, you, you've, had a, you've had an okay 2020 on some levels. Uh, you've had a really rough year on 2020 some levels. I had a terrible 2020, but it doesn't mean that everything was bad. Well, we birthed a lot of new things. They just haven't turned into the, the same fruit we were eating for. <laughs> <laughs> it's good though, but 2021, you know, we, we're just getting with business. And, and, and I just want to say thank you for really helping the leaders to get on with business and, and leave their disabilities behind so that they're enabled to reach their full potential. So I'm, I'm so glad about today's episode and and thank you so much for sharing today i'm excited too hey everybody uh don't forget we got six weeks till uh january 1st 
and six weeks that you should try something new, do something better, don't get stuck in the yuck, Nick, uh, because there's a lot of drama, there's a lot of stuff in the air, and uh, you don't need any of it, because you can do both. <laughs> you can feel a certain way and try something new, get something done, be authentic with your people, get it moving. And like never before, double down, triple down, right? On such a reset year, it's not an either or, it's a both and, and, and just go for it. Um, to do that successfully, revving red RPMs, uh, I wish every leader could hear this episode because I know that we've helped at least one person out there. Love you so much, so much, Christine. Hey, love you, everybody. Thank you. All right, we'll see you next week on Leadership Now series. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. Help us reach as many people as possible by giving us a rating, a review, and subscribing to this podcast. Love you so much. And remember, share this with anyone you know who needs to hear this as well. I'll see you next week.